Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Phil Putney and myself back again to finish up our conversation on are good money habits holding you back? We're going to go through five more money habits where uh, they're good habits to have to an extent, right? We want to be a little careful, just like anything in moderation and balance. You know, it, it, you might say well, being good is, you know, is, is a bad thing. No, just be careful that you're not going a little too far or just look for some areas where, you know, that good habit could have a few places that, uh, could cause you to, you know, to kind of hold back just a little bit. So we're going to continue how, how that conversation. It, so. Yeah. How do you tweak it? We're going to continue that conversation with Phil. What's going on, buddy? Doing good. Doing yeah, good. Hanging out. We are hanging, hanging uh, out. We're late so, January. Yeah. Late January, 1st of February. Things are getting ready to kick off the tax Man, season. So that's late January Anyways. already. It's crazy. I know. I know. It's just time just to tick. Time it, keeps it, on ticking. The, the older you get, the quicker it happens too. Yeah. So. Right. It's yeah, all about perspective. Sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love that toilet paper analysis. I'm sure I've said it on here before, yeah, but yeah. it's like the closer you get to the end of the toilet paper roll, the Quicker faster it spends. Goes. Yeah, yeah. And that's how, and that's how life is. It's like, wow, that's kind of deep, <laughs> but yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> talking about toilet paper too. Didn't think you were talking uh, about toilet paper and, you know, bringing that perspective. But yeah. Right. It's, it's better than the other. Uh, so let's finish up our conversation. We got five more of these to do. So we, we went through a couple of different good ones on part one. Uh, go check that out. If you'd like, you can find it on Apple. Spotify, YouTube. Uh, and of course you can check out, we've got uh, a couple hundred of podcasts at this point. So feel free to go back and, you know, check anything out you'd like. Hopefully you find some useful nuggets of information. Uh, and of course, if you need some help, reach out to a qualified pro like Phil. He is a CPA and a personal financial special, uh, special specialist. He's a personal financial specialist. Uh, and you can find him online at philstaxhacks.com, philstaxhacks.com. All right. So six, number six, number one for this one, but the next in our, our list here, Phil, paying off debt early. Oh, come on now. This is a good habit, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it reduces those long-term interest payments. It's a great mental boost. Like if you pay off a nice bill, right? You're going, oh yeah, that feels good, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So what's the, where's the bad here, Phil? I mean, it really comes down to having a plan and what kind of debt it is, you know? So, okay. I mean, if it's consumer type debt, you know, autos, credit cards, student loans, things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, okay. I would say paying that off early probably is a good thing for a lot of reasons. Number one, interest rates aren't going to be as good. You know, typically mm -hmm. they're higher. Um, that type of interest isn't deductible. You know, so even if you do right. itemize, it's not a deductible interest. Right. Um, usually where this comes more into play is looking at home, you know, your home, either equity or the mortgage on the house. And, right. you know, should you pay it off early? And this is a discussion we have with clients all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always say there, there's two rules when it comes to this. So there's, I call it the head rule and the tummy rule, right? So the head rule, that's right. the math. I mean, I can run the math for you and show you, does it make sense? Well, so, let's, let's talk about that real fast. Yeah, right? So pay, and we'll, paying off debt early from a, a math standpoint, right? why it wouldn't make sense is a couple of things. Number one, I mean, if you've got a really good interest rate, I mean, if you were fortunate to refinance back when interest rates were sub 3%, Mm-hmm that's a great rate, you know, yeah. so really think twice of, of refinancing that. Because, yeah. So like, so like I got know, 40 grand, yeah, right? So like I got 40 up. grand and I want to put 40 grand on the house, but if yeah. my mortgage is only 3% and I could make, you know, should I do that or should I make six or 7% in an investment? But there's risk, right? So right. I there, get there's the argument. Risk and, yeah. Pros right. and cons. You got to understand pros and cons, but at that old concept of a penny saved is a penny earned, right? So mm -hmm. if I take that 40,000 and pay off, 
or put it towards a mortgage that I'm paying, you know, two and a quarter percent on, or, you know, 3% right. even, it's like earning 3%. And it's even less than that if you're itemizing on your taxes and are able to deduct that interest because okay, okay. now the, the net after tax effect of that interest is even lower. Mm. You know, so that's kind of the math side behind it. The other math when it comes to, especially like a home equity or the, the house, is when you're paying down a mortgage, you're building equity in a house, but equity in a home really does not grow. It doesn't give you any value. You don't get paid on it. Right. If you think right. it through, I mean, the what grows or changes in value is the value of the house. Mm -hmm, for sure. So if you're more, if the value of that house went up 10% or, you know, like it did the, over the last few years, 10, even more, 30. your bank didn't participate in that, right? They didn't all of a sudden change your mortgage to say, oh, well, it's worth 10% more. So, you right. know, oh, it's 10% more. Don't, don't, don't give don't them give ideas. Me, yeah, don't give them an idea. They're not the IRS. So the IRS right. kind of does that because they tax you on, you know, right. what the, the growth value. is. Not on yeah. the house. That's a whole other discussion. But right, right. anyways, the, the the point being that the value, the growth in an asset, the, the house is going to happen or same thing happens the other direction, right? If it loses value, it's going to go mm -hmm. up or down, irregardless of what you owe the bank. Gotcha. So okay. having equity in it doesn't give you any more growth, you know, so that in the, the, the other downside to the, the equity is if you need that at some point, now how do you get it, right? So you paid off the house, now you're in retirement. Right. I, I need to get some equity back. I need to, to replenish. I put the 40000 down on the mortgage, but now I want to buy a new car. Well, how do I get it? Well, mm -hmm. now I have to go back and borrow it from the bank, and now it's a home equity, and that's a variable rate, and it's a higher interest rate. Yeah. You know, and, you know, or you have to sell it. So, I mean, it's, it's just more difficult to get the money back. So that's kind of the head rule. Okay. The flip side of that coin though, is that the tummy, I always call it the tummy rule. If, yeah. if at the end of the day, you, you've understand the math and in it, you know, even if it does make sense to, to not pay it down and keep the mortgage, it just makes you more comfortable to say, Hey, right. I don't right. have a mortgage and it does yeah. free up cash flow. Right. I mean, it, it's, sure. I don't have now to, pay the thousand or whatever your mortgage is a month once that's paid off. So there's pros and cons yeah. to it, but it, it, at Definitely. the end of the day, it comes down to having a plan and understanding the strategy. Well, right. Yeah. And don't make say, an emotional decision. Don't talk, you know, talk to your advisor and talking to your spouse too and go, okay, right. especially when you're getting close. Okay. We've got this excess money, you know, and I can see where the last little bit people have, we've had this question. We've had some emails and things. People are like, Hey, I can get 5% at the bank right now, or, you know, on a, on a certain CD for 18 months or 12 months or whatever it might've been. And uh, I can put that 40 grand in there and make 5% versus, you know, paying off the 3% on the house. So I'm actually making 2% and you can, you know, break the math down and find out exactly where that's at. But at least if you did that, right. then you have the information and then you get to go, okay, what's makes us happier, this little gain here, uh, which is great, or just, you know, not having the house payment anymore, you right. know, and that's when you can weigh that emotionally a little bit, I think. And that makes to me to more, more sense, uh, for a couple or an individual, either one, but it just makes more sense to have the be armed and then let the tummy kind of thing roll in. And, and it's what I always tell clients when we're doing the planning process. And I, I mean, this is one of the first discussions we have. It's I tell right. them right up front. I said, look, my role in this process is never to tell you what to do. My, right. my role is as we're looking at each one of these decisions is to show you pros and cons. You know, here's both sides of that coin. 
Yeah. Now you can make an informed decision. At the end of the day, yeah. it's your plan. It's not mine. You know, I, yeah. I have an opinion on what I think should be in there and why. And I'll let you know what that is. But it's your decision. It's your plan. You're going to live yeah. with the end results in it. And that's fine. As long as you yeah, know sure. pros and cons, now you've got an informed decision. You're good with it. And there if you, it, you start to question yourself later on, you have something to fall back on to say, well, this is why. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, so oh, I know we spend a little more time on that one than we usually, you know, try to get the rest of these in, but some of these will go a little bit faster, but I really thought that one was a good one to kind of drill down yeah, and that's on a, a little bit. Pretty common one that comes up. Especially it's a common for, one. You know, yeah. People getting into retirement. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Next one here, uh, staying informed by watching and reading financial news or listening to podcasts or watching videos on YouTube, right? Uh, hey, nothing wrong with getting some inf extra information Absolutely. and being uh, informed. That's what we try to do. We try to provide useful nuggets of information. But at some point, especially when you're talking about uh, the bigger talking heads, mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before, but I think a little bit, you know, there's certainly a big movement amongst the, the, the world, but certainly a lot of industries where people like yourselves, you know, have podcasts or video shows or, or, you know, radio podcasts or things of that nature. Um, because, and you're actually still actively working versus somebody with a big platforms that are not, that's their empire. Their, their source of income is the fact that they're a big yes. talking head. Well, they're no longer serving clients. They're no longer maybe even registered or licensed, right? Anymore, yep. right? They, they get around that by never you know, being really more or maybe never have been, right? Yeah. Exactly. So there's a little difference in there. So there's nothing wrong with being informed, yes. but as we've all learned over the last couple of years, uh, the internet and things of that nature have gotten way out of control as to what is, what's understandable to be truthful and not, right? Or, so or, take the info or news or just, versus, you know, or, fact versus opinion, right. you know, and right. it's, yeah, I always say take it and then talk to a pro who's actually in the trenches. Right. You know, and then go, okay, here's what I read. Here's what I saw. You know, does this work or would this work for me? Right. Yeah. And I always say you, with any of these, you have to understand why they're doing it. I mean, to your point up front, right? If you look at any of the major news media, even some of the larger podcasts, why are they doing it? Is it because right. they want to point it's become educated more about the, and provide right. information? Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's about views. It's about advertising and well, making brand. money in a, a brand, brand and you yeah. know some of it in and making monies from that alone you know from right. from our standpoint why are we doing this i mean i do it because i love to share and, and educate and this is right my beliefs you know how i and talk to how me. i were yeah and i love talking to mark you know every week so but i mean it, it's it's a you know it's a uh, just another avenue of me to kind of reach out to clients or prospective clients to you know right. give my opinion and hey this is who i am so if you start to work right. with me, right, you're not going to get surprised. This is who I am. If you've listened to my podcast and I'm, as right. you see me here, this is, this is life, you know, which is there what it go. should be there when you you're working with an advisor and everyone exactly. has their own opinion and strategies and thoughts and concepts. And that's great. Pick one that works with you, you know, and, and kind of yep, follows exactly. your scenario. So. There you go. So we won't beat that yep. one. That was pretty, pretty succinct, I think. Uh, we'll go to the next one here. Global diversification. Good money habit here. You know, I mean, spreads out growth, right? Yeah. I mean, it spreads out risk too, doesn't it? it? But does it also expose you to more risk? Oh, as well? it does. You know, so diversification yeah. in general is a good concept. But I mean, I, 
you've got to be really careful with it global with global, that whole concept yeah. you know even global diversification you know so yeah in, international yeah i mean it, it it has done much better than us over the last couple of years you know so it's always good to have some international in there and you know start to, mm -hmm. to kind of blend that in but with that yeah there there is significant risk in that type of an investment as well so just understand mm -hmm. kind of the pros and cons when you're putting together a portfolio you know, and then even stepping beyond that, I think diversification, you've got to be careful in what is diversification, you know, because, right. and we've talked about this before, you can have, you know, 10 different mutual funds and you think you're diversified, but at the end of the day, when you start to dig into what they have, well, no, I'm not, mm -hmm. you know, out of the top 10 holdings in each one of those, I'm heavily weighted in this sector or that sector. So, mm. so yep. truly yep. understand so how you're invested and, in, and, in, Having diversification helps. I mean, it, it is one of those risk mitigation. It doesn't take the risk away, but. Right, right. And, you know, just be aware that, you know, being more open does to, to various things does provide chances for more, more risk. risk yeah, you know? so absolutely. Just, that's just kind of the basic concept there. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, consistently. Uh, where are we at here? Consistently building the emergency fund. Um, okay. That sounds like a good thing, right? You're, especially if you're still a pre-retiree, you know, again, the emergency fund conversation takes on a different animal once you're into right. retirement, uh, cause you're, everything's kind of an emergency fund in a way, right. because it's all the same, all the same pot. Uh, but, um, you know, if you're still working your pre-retiree or, or even before you get to pre-retirement, you know, building an emergency fund is not a bad idea at all. Right. But at some point, did you build it a little too well? Right. Oh, and, yeah. and now are you losing the ability to maybe, uh, you know, go out and, and earn more for the future you, right? Because you've got a hundred thousand right. bucks in the bank um, making zip because it's, you know, look, the savings account is not paying 5%, even if a CD might be right, right. now. Um, savings accounts aren't. So, you know, do you have a hundred thousand dollar emergency on the horizon? And, and we talked a little bit about this a couple of podcasts ago when we talked about lazy yeah. money, you know, I mean, it, it's, yeah, yeah the, exactly. the concern here would be the concept of consistently building, you know, so an emergency fund, okay. absolutely have one, you know, especially pre-retirement in, in retirement, um, there's the need for an emergency fund. I think that the concept changes, right? Cause it's no longer, I lost my job for, you know, I've got to have that fund to, to supply my need for right, six months. Right. It's, I, I now have lost my job on purpose, so I know what I need, and hopefully that money's coming from some other avenue. The emergency right. fund more now is for that true emergency. Something happens, I need to pay for whatever it is. I can write the check or charge the card and pay it off, and now I can figure mm -hmm. out long-term really where should that money come from. So, I mean, that's the concept of well, an emergency fund. Is the question of liquidity, does people get confused on the question of liquidity here, I Phil? I think some of it because is, Because it's yeah. like, I think... Uh, a lot of us are very used to, especially if we're a bit older, right? We're like, hey, liquid means I can go to the bank and I can pull it out right away. But in today's world, is there is there really very many I mean, mo emergencies most that would require you to do right, that? Most investments are liquid. It's in, I always come back to our, our bucket strategy. We use the now, soon, later buckets where, I mean, now right. is truly that emergency fund. Money in the bank, 100% liquid. You know, Two to three days, you can probably you, get you can it, get, right? Yeah, you'll, you know transfer, write a check, whatever it is. I mean, it can happen pretty quick. Um, that's for yeah. the, truly that emergency. E even anything invested, yeah, you can get it within two to three days, getting it into that bank account, so to speak, to do whatever you need. So there's not right, much right. that isn't liquid necessarily today. I mean, there okay. are certain products okay. that are, Absolutely. but it really comes yeah. down to more risk, right? Because the emergency fund doesn't have risk. I mean, it, it from a market standpoint, it, it's it's 
going to be the right. same value growing just a little bit over time. The risk you have there okay. is more from an inflation standpoint. You know, it, it, the, the old concept of grow, growing bro broke safely, right? I mean, it feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. You see the balance go up a little bit, but if all of a sudden your cost of living has skyrocketed beyond that, well, all of a sudden that money in the bank isn't worth what it was a year ago. You know, even though the right. statement value might have gone up three, four, five percent, it can't buy the same goods that it did a year ago. So really, at the end of the day, there is risk there. You just don't see it. So, yeah. So okay. it's, and I, and sometimes I think people yeah. do get tripped. Yeah, I, I was like, I think sometimes people get tripped up on the concept of, of liquidity. Yes. And, and especially, like I said, like I said, if you're older, you're kind of just like, well, I got to have this much in the bank because if an emergency happens, I got to run down and be able to right. pull it right out. You know, but it's like if you were replacing some big ticket item that insurance didn't cover all of it and you had to pay a portion of it, more than likely you only have to pay a percentage of it up right. front, which you should hopefully have, and then you could get the rest later. So yeah, it's not it's not like you're bear that in everything mind. within, you know, like to your point, a yeah. hundred thousand yeah. dollars in like three days. I yeah. mean if I mean, unless somebody kidnaps your dog and wants a ransom or something. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you need a hundred thousand dollars in three days because something really like crazy happened. Hopefully you're talking to an advisor or somebody else and bouncing this idea off before you do it, because that sounds like right. an emotional decision. Because, it, yeah, because to me, it doesn't sound like an emergency as much as I got a great deal on this. That's RV right. Oh, there's a great it. opportunity. Let's, you know, I can't miss this. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's finish off our last one here, Phil, with patience is making a return here from just like yep. kind of prior before. Um, patience with financial decisions in general, right? Or some sort of some sort of strategy of some kind, whatever that might be. Now, if you're doing the back of the napkin thing where you've been like, uh, you know, we're winging this ourselves, or DIYing it, and we're going to be cautious with this, that, or the other. Okay, that's fine. I mean, that, there's some good there. Um, and there's some good in, in doing your diligence when looking to work with a pro, right? Uh, doing some research, making sure that you've watched a couple of podcasts or listened to a couple of things, checked them out online, you know, see if they have a good reviews or ratings or whatever the case is, you know, go to Fenrin.org, make sure that they're in good standing, things right. of that nature. Nothing wrong with doing your diligence. But when patience becomes our buddy procrastination, yes. nothing happens. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's have a strategy, have a plan, but but follow through with it that, right? So especially yeah. as it comes to retirement, because it's one of those those scenarios that it happens before you know it. You know what I mean? I talk to younger people Ain't all the time. The it's, you know, they're thinking, oh, yeah, you know, it's 20 years down the road. I don't need to worry about that now. I got yeah, I got other yeah, things to I've, do. I mean, I've, we're in our 50s. I'm 52. Yeah. And I'm like, every few days I go, when did that yeah. happen? Yeah. For, for those of you with so. kids, I mean, I always liken it to kids. I mean, you, you know, think back to when you had kids. And you're, you know, they're yeah. brand new babies, your first child, you're thinking, oh, this is great. And they're growing up. You don't want them to grow quick. And, you know, guaranteed, you know, for those of us that have had kids and now they're moved on to we've got grandkids, you look back, it's like, how right. in the world do I have a grandchild that's eight years old? I mean, I can remember right. back when my my child was, you know, going through those same things my grandchild is yeah. today. Or being eight years old yeah, myself. So it, I mean, time just happens you know? quick. You know, so without yeah. a plan, without a strategy, it, it's going to go beyond you and you're going to miss it. You're going to miss opportunities. So yeah. there's no better time than today. You know, when's the right yeah, time today? Sure. Start today. Start small if you haven't started doing something, but start moving in that mm -hmm. direction so that you have a plan. And that's where more than the patience is. As you've got that plan developed, now have patience with the plan. 
you know, don't, don't do a plan oh, and set it point. on the shelf and say, okay, well, I've yeah. done that. Check that box off. Don't have to do that again. Right, well, no, that's, right. that's, you Look know, that, that's good. You started, but planning right. isn't an event. It's a process, right? So yeah, having, oh, having point. a plan yeah, like that. develops the strategy. Now we, now we know where we're going. We've got the roadmap. Now it's the process mm -hmm. of following through on that plan. Okay. What was the action items out of that plan what, what do we have to do with these various stages are we on track is it still the right plan as you know things in my life changed has your, your, your life your plan i mean has the tax law changed mm -hmm. whatever it is you know do we need to make adjustments so, i mean that's where the patience comes in you know same thing from an investment standpoint you know you've got to plan a strategy if your investments did you know five six seven percent this year but that's your risk tolerance, then don't be impatient when you look at the market and it did 20, you know, or more 30%. Right, right. Because that's not right. your risk tolerance and that, you know, right. understand why, you know, there's nothing wrong with questioning yeah. and getting that perspective, but have the patience and understanding to know why it's the way it is. So. Yeah. Don't, don't let that little yeah yeah or or you should have got your buddies more. when you you know you go out and watch the game and they're talking about oh man i got my statement from last year you ought to see what i did in the you know so uh, those kind of those yeah. kind of people i i always say well ask them for their their statement at the end of 2022 <laughs> they, they don't want to look at that yeah, one they, you know that that was they may have taken yeah, a little more risk so. exactly well there you go folks there's 10 over the last two podcasts good money habits that you know just some places to think about are is it holding you back you know in some ways uh, hopefully we give you some fun things to think about there along the way. And of course, as always, if you need some help, again, reach out to Phil or a qualified professional of some type. Make sure that you're talking with a, you know, a certified financial planner or a CPA, financial specialist, personal financial specialist, whatever it might be, but find the right person that's for you. And that's often why many advisors you know, and, and financial professionals offer those initial consultations Absolutely. complimentary so you can see if it's a good fit for you. Uh, and they may have other resources just like we do here uh, with the podcast. So it's a great way, as Phil said earlier, very well. It's a great way to get to know them, which sees yep. what you get. So, you know, that's a great way to kind of break the ice as well. So if you'd like to check out more episodes, if you're new to the podcast, find us on Apple, Spotify, or the YouTube platform, all sorts of places, audio and video form there. Uh, just hit the little subscribe button if you'd like to do so. That's a great way to do that. And you can find it all simply if you don't want to type in Phil's Tax Hacks in the search box of those apps, which you could do, you could type in Phil's Tax Hacks in your phone and just go to the website and pull it up that way and also get some time on Phil's calendar at philstaxhacks.com. Phil? Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.